Hey, ow. what's up y'all? What's up? What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Black News, y'all. It's Cornelia, like Kenny and Ophelia. And once again, I'm so happy to be here with you guys for another week, another fantastic round of topics for the return listeners. What's up, y'all? Good to see you, play boy, play girl. For the newbies, let me explain to y'all what Black News is. It's a weekly podcast where I break down current events, hot topics, and local stories involving Black people. We chopping it up. We talking about the Blacks. Make sure you guys tell a friend and let them know we out here and we out here big kicking it every week talking about what we want to talk about on the cast. That's podcast, not outcast like the fantastic hip-hop duo now first things first y'all know what to do and y'all know what i'm gonna say like and subscribe to black news on all platforms where podcasts can be heard y'all been doing such a great job with the support y'all been liking subscribing and leaving five stars and a comment which is key so make sure y'all continue to do that we're on all of the apps all of the platforms There may be some mom and pop apps that we don't know about that we're not on, but we probably going to get on there sooner or later. Just let me know which ones those are and I'll be sure to add them. But for now, we on the big one, Spotify, um, Google, Apple Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. Also, make sure y'all tell a friend, pass the word, let them know we over here having a grand time. So spread the word, let them know, send them the link to the podcast so they can enjoy it as well. Okay. All right, let's get into it. I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. And y'all probably have heard me say this at some point on this podcast, on previous podcasts, many years back, I've been holding this line. I do not like talking about R. Kelly. I don't like it. I don't like speaking that name. I don't like giving him shine. I don't like any of it. I am one of those people who I'm draw I draw a hard line in the sand when it came to his music, anything surrounding him as an artist and a person. So I make a point to not give him no publicity. However, this what's happening with him is news. It's news with black people. It's it's a big deal. So We're going to talk about it here. One of the reasons why I feel the way that I feel, and I I think we as the public and consumers are partially responsible for it taking so long for him to be held accountable for his actions. Yes, there's a big part of it is the justice system and, and people not caring when black women and girls are in and young boys black boys as well are harmed right you can you can do whatever you want to a to a black girl and nobody will care um so that is a factor of it but we sat back in 20 2003 in 2003 and that tape of him having sex with that 14 year old girl circulated they were selling it in a barbershop back of people out the trunk of people's cars it was passed around like crazy bootleg people were watching that like porn We sat up there and watched that and just let him go back to regular life and making music. 
We let him do that. We consumed that in whatever way we consumed it. Even if it was negative and you had an extreme reaction to it, that man still went on his, went about his business and started stepping in the name of love and people playing it at the wedding and acting like nothing ever happened. Like we did not see it. So we have a part to play in why R. Kelly has been able to do what he's been doing because we as black people didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't nip that in the bud. Now, when people have issues, they're going to do what they're going to do regardless of what other people say and do in the reaction, the public reaction. We see that clear as day with this one because backtrack, we saw and knew that R. Kelly was in a relationship and married Aaliyah when she was like 15. We thought it was creepy then, but again, we just looked the other way and continued on to uh, bumping and grinding. Okay. We was all 12 play album. We was playing it. All of those things and the lack of accountability on everybody's part, especially with the people around him and the, and in the circle that he has built and the justice system and some of the victims had a part to play in it. Because again, there was a trial back in the day where people finally were, he was being held accountable and I believe some of the witnesses or the girls involved declined to even show up for the trial. So this has been an ongoing hot mess ass situation from day one. But my original point, one of the reasons why I don't like talking about it is because at some point I feel like we needed to draw our line in the sand and I drew mine. With that said, this is happening. So. R. Kelly has recently been thrown in the slammer, okay, where he belongs, put in jail. And I think he's been in there for a minute. That, that, that man been in there for about a year, it seemed like. This happened on the heels of Surviving R. Kelly, the docuseries that was on Lifetime Night and watch it on Netflix. He, there has been countless interviews and, and articles about, about, the things that he's been doing. He's been holding women in that house. I don't know if we can see say hostage, but there's some abuse, some sexual abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse. He even had women eating feces. It's been a mess. Now they're talking about some little, some boys were involved. He did the interview with Gail King. He went crazy. It, it, y'all, y'all saw it. We, we all were there. The trial recently that was surrounding his particular case, he's found guilty. He found, he is found guilty of, and it was in New York. He's convicted of racketeering, sexual exploitation of a child, kidnapping, bribery, sex trafficking, and there's a few others. And that is involving girls, boys, and women. There were a few particular cases or women and men that were a part of this trial. And they included the Aaliyah situation in this because we know that's fact ain't no way you can duck and dodge that situation there was a marriage certificate there was a preacher and people were involved we knew he married Aaliyah but he was found guilty there is a possible 10 years to life in prison sentence that he could get 
He also still faces trial in Illinois for child pornography and obstruction of justice charge. So we ain't done with him yet. Ain't we ain't finished. It's an ongoing thing and it's going to be an ongoing thing. How did we get here though? And I kind I touched on this again. We as people, as black people, as, as the black community, let's ask ourselves, are we desperate for black heroes? Are we so desperate or so protective over people who are talented in the black community that we are willing to allow people to just do whatever they want to whoever and as long as they're entertaining us is that what it is do we feel like on the other hand there has always been a conspiracy to assault black men women and children and as far as our image to destroy the black family, we we've all discussed and heard about that. So are we protective of our black heroes because of that aspect, that narrative? And I'm not saying we because he our Kelly can go to jail. I ain't protecting him, but I'm saying we in regards to the black community. What is it? We really need to start figuring this out because the pattern is getting it is old, right? We, every time something happens with a black man or a black woman and they have power, they're a celebrity and they are abusing their power. Here come, here come in this case, the beehive. Here come the beehive. But what about Harvey Weinstein? We have to stop this conversation and this argument that because white men and white women get to victimize people, then black men, women should get to victimize people or use it as an excuse. They're two different scenarios. If you do people wrong and you hurting out here, hurting women and young girls, you got to get up out of here. I want us to really, let's, we got to figure this out. We got to figure this out. We have people who literally watch R. Kelly pee on a 14 year old girl on camera and they're still saying he didn't do nothing wrong we got to check that we got to check that because what it's doing is it's saying to other people oh wow you would leave a young girl unprotected and if you will leave them unprotected you will leave me unprotected and if you will leave me unprotected i can't fool with you so that is like the overall, you know, conversation or my perspective of this, let me know what y'all think about it. I know there's some people who still, who still support him. they be like, yeah, I don't care. I'm gonna listen to the music. I'm gonna listen to the music. Do what you need to do. I'm the one at the wedding. When it come on, I'm sitting down. I'm sitting down. I'm not dancing to that. Mainly because we now know for a fact that the songs he was writing were about young girls or women he was abusing. I'm not dancing to nothing, knowing good and well when he's saying, my mind's telling me no, but my body's saying yes. He talking about having sex with a, with a girl. You dancing to that? I ain't. Let me know what y'all think. Do y'all think that justice is finally being served? Are y'all part of the beehive? If you part of the beehive, say it. Hey, hey, I can't say I understand it. 
um, what's well, actually, I, I understand someone's thinking who, who it feels that way. I don't agree with it, but do y'all, what, what kind of, what sentence y'all think you're going to get? And do y'all think the charges in Illinois going to hold up as well? Let me know. Hit me up on social media at Cornelia across the board and, and, and we'll, and we'll talk it through. For those of us that are in California, specifically in Southern California, or people who follow national news and, you know, just in general, probably have heard the conversation around Bruce's beach and what that beach is, what it means and, and just the importance of it. But for those of you all who are not out here in SoCal, let me explain Bruce's beach and what has recently happened. Bruce's beach was and is a plot of land that is in Huntington Beach. No, I'm sorry. It's in Manhattan Beach that was originally purchased in 1912 by Willa and Charles Bruce. They bought up this plot of land beachfront property and used it to build a black beach club. That was unheard of. Y'all know this back in the 1912 in the 1910s and 20s. That was unheard of. There weren't places where black people could come and enjoy themselves, especially at the beach. But the Bruce family bought this land. Um, you know, it included a lodge. It was a cafe. It had dance halls, dressing tents. It was a like a fantastic space for black people where people would travel from all across the country, all up and down the coast, just to come to this beach where they knew they would be safe and welcome. Well, in the 1920s, some whites used eminent domain and took the land from the Bruce family. Took the land from the Bruce family. It sat dormant for, I think, additional 20 years. And it wasn't until around the 1940s where it then somebody finally you know did something with it fast forward to 2021 the bruce family still did not have access did not have ownership and did not um you know have any say or any part of their family's beachfront property until recently so Starting a few years ago, there was this major push out here um, to get the Bruce family their 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 land back. Now, Manhattan Beach is and all of the beaches out here in Southern California. They're predominantly white. It is very affluent. That's that's prime real estate. It's expensive even to live down there. You got to have some paper. Manhattan Beach even now. I believe it's like, hold on, I'll pull up the stats for y'all. It's 0.8% black down there. Now 8%, 0.8%. So that's the demographic we're talking about. But to have beachfront property there and the size of land that this was, that's a huge chunk of wealth. Huge. So there was a push by the Bruce family and different lawmakers and community leaders out here to give the Bruce family their land back. And recently it, it got, it, it got more steam. It picked up the pace. And now Gavin Newsom, who is the mayor of, no, Gavin ain't the damn mayor, Gavin, the governor, Gavin Newsom, who's the governor 
just signed over a bill to return Bruce's Beach back to the Bruce family. Y'all, that's huge. This is huge. Mainly because one, y'all know this, history has shown black people ain't giving back their property that was stolen. Because if that was the case, we would drive our ass to the South and start scooping up all of that land that was taken from us starting right after emancipation all the way up through Jim Crow. Example, a lot of black people were ran off of their land due to racial terror, lynchings, threats of violence. In a situation like this, eminent domain, land that was rightfully theirs, they owned, had deeds to, had to leave for whatever reason. And then some white people just took over. So for black people, it is not common for you to think, oh, I'm going to get my land back. But in this case, the Bruce family didn't let up and they had their foot on it on their neck. And I appreciate that. And it is so commendable. So let me try to give you all a visual description of Bruce's Beach. So if you go to Manhattan Beach and I put up the, the street, it's on Highland Avenue. It's now a park. It sits on one block going east and west and about three blocks going north and south all the way down to the sand. It's a beautiful park. You can just go out there. If y'all ever in, in SoCal, you can go to Bruce's Beach, take a blanket. It's like it's, it's like a couple of hills. So if you're sitting on the top of the hill in, in the grass, you can literally look out to the ocean. Um, it's peaceful. It's quiet out there. It's just a nice chunk of land. And on both sides, on either side and in the back, there's houses. So this is literally one of the only plots of land on that street that does not have homes or residents, like residents, homes or um, businesses. There is a lifeguard stand or a life, like a, like a facility or something as you get closer to the sand, but pretty much y'all, it ain't nothing on this. It's like a park. So when we talk about prime real estate, honey, this prime real estate and a part of this, you know, it is just divine goodness, right? Because think about how harder it would have been if Bruce's beach had people's homes on it, it would have been harder to give them back that land because people actually live there. But in this case, they don't. So it's just a beautiful, a beautiful plot of land. Dead smack. I'm talking about in, in Manhattan Beach, big bucks. The Bruce family about to be sitting on big bucks. I haven't read anything that lays out. Um, if the city's gonna sell it back to them, if the city's gonna rent the property from the family, what the family's gonna do with it. But this is a huge deal. And I also would like, cause this ain't common, this is not uncommon, especially out here in, in, in SoCal. There's another black beach that is sort of similar that something kind of happened to. So, Pacific Beach Club, and that's in Huntington Beach in the early 1900s. That was supposed to be the biggest black beach club in the country, especially on the West Coast, similar to Bruce's Beach. It had um, 
It was like a huge dining hall. It had like hotels, bathhouses again, similar setup, just on a larger scale, but some months before the grand opening, angry white people burned it down and it never got to open up. That was it. Once they did that, the beach club was over because to have that kind of money to put that big of a, of an investment at, at, on beachfront property, you don't get that kind of money twice. This to me, so to me, the same thing that happened with Brewster's Beach need to be the same thing that happened with the descendants and the families that were involved in Pacific Beach Club in Huntington. But again, this story is very familiar with us. Um, This ain't the only place that that has happened to, but kudos to the Bruce family for getting they land back. Excuse my language. They got they shit back and that's what they needed to do. So shout out to them. Um, I'm so excited to see what happens with, uh, Bruce's beach. I hope they keep it the way it is. Cause again, I'm gonna keep saying this, yo, it's a nice chunk of land. Y'all have to go out there and see it. I actually shot a video on my iPhone. Cause you know, I want to do some black history things about, you know, locations in, in, in SoCal. I should upload it just so y'all can see how beautiful it is. But, um, Y'all research it and, you know, and, and, and if keep your eye on the story and keep your eye on similar stories like this. Also, shout out to Gavin Newsom, who was our governor, because last month they was trying to get old Gavin up out of here and you see it ain't working. You see what happened when they kept him in office. He gave them they shit back. So kudos to everybody involved and kudos to the local lawmakers for causing this to pick up steam and the news outlets for telling this story because it was on the hush hush for a long time but you see what a little foot on the neck can get you let me know if y'all follow the story what y'all think about it are there places in your local cities that have similar stories and are the stories starting to gain a little traction i'll be really interested and excited to hear um, if that is the case in other places so let me know The upcoming Super Bowl is going to be in Los Angeles, Englewood. That's where it's going to be, y'all. I said Englewood like that because that's how they be saying it on rap songs. And they've been doing it since the 90s. So I wanted to get in on it. But Super Bowl a gazillion, because I don't know what number it is. So we're going to call it Super Bowl a gazillion. is going to be at the new SoFi Stadium that was built for the Rams and the Chargers. They need to go back to San Diego, but that's a whole nother conversation. And low key, I'm still not watching football. Maybe on in the background. I'm still mad what they did to Colin Gaffney. I digress. But Super Bowl lineup has been announced. It is. I ain't gonna, it's going to be lit. I ain't going to even hold you. I'm going to watch the halftime show with my, with my knee down. I'm going to be on one knee, but it's super West Coast. So the lineup is Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar. Y'all, it's about to be West Side. If the dog pound come out and the damn if the Tupac hologram gonna be there, y'all, it's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be nuts. I know some of us are still on the fence about the Super Bowl, on the fence about the NFL. 
people still mad at Jay-Z for partnering with the NFL and, 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 and doing what he did. People low-key, people still pissed off because he said he wanted to own a football team. And low-key, Jay-Z didn't even say that. We just heard that and people was mad. Because one thing we don't like is we don't like black people doing things. And when I say we, I ain't talking about me and you listening. I'm talking about them other people. But we will now witness and see the makings of this halftime show. So, I mean, again, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good, a good time. You know, some of the, of course, if it's Dr. Dre, he going to have to lead the whole shit because what it seems like, and this is what I'm assuming, having Dr. Dre and then going all the way to Kendrick Lamar, it seemed like it's going to be a West coast starting from back then all the way up until present day. So of course they got to do ain't nothing but a G thing. Snoop got to do what's my name. Snoop is one of the most popular rappers that ever lived. You know, Snoop got to come out with a couple of his hits. Mary J. Blige, you know, after Super Bowl halftime show, they always got a positive song. She probably do. What's the song? Fine, fine, fine. If you're going to do that one, probably. Eminem going to do his angsty, his white angst rap, which is going to be jamming. Shout out to Detroit Flint native over here. So, you know, I got love for Eminem. He going to do Lose Yourself. Kendrick Lamar going to do I Love uh what what's this? I love myself. What's the one with the Isley Brothers sample? Yo, y'all think he gonna bring out the Isley Brothers? Yo, if Mr. Ron show up with the white beard, you know what? Show up with the white beard though. If Mr. Ron and Mr. Ernie show up with Kendrick Lamar, I'ma lose it. But those moments are what makes a Super Bowl halftime show. Some of the best Super Bowl halftime shows had different elements of surprises. Some didn't. Some were just bomb shows. Prince had a bomb halftime show back in the day. Remember when it was raining and he had his do-rag on the whole time? Just fly, man. Oh, I miss him. I miss Prince. Saw Prince at the forum back in the day. But I ain't gonna go I ain't gonna go down the rabbit hole. Prince is fantastic. Beyonce, every time she's done it, she's killed it. She did the solo performance, had Destiny's Child come out. She also did the one in collaboration with Bruno Mars. That was, oh, oh, just, just so good. Michael Jackson, can't forget Mike. Mike had the, the fake Michael Jackson's popping up from uh, all on top of all the stadium, um, like top towers. He had the fake MJs. Then he popped out of the, the floor and stood still for 17 minutes straight. Michael stood on that stage for 45 minutes, standing still straight before he even started performing. One of the best halftime performances I've seen. We also remember Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson where Justin popped out Janet Titty and Janet, the one got, got all, all the backlash and nothing happened to Justin. So it's an eventful evening. But will y'all be watching? What's y'all favorite halftime show? What's y'all least favorite halftime show? It's been some duds, man. I don't remember specifically because I probably turned it off, but we don't remember the ones that wasn't good. We remember the ones that were fantastic. Y'all going to be watching. Who do y'all think will come out besides the people that I listed? Again, we got Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, and Kendrick Lamar. And 
who y'all think gonna be in the Super Bowl? I don't be watching football, so I'm taking I'm taking y'all advice in case I want to put a little money on it. Let me know. Hit me up on social at Cornelia and keep me posted. It's a couple things I want to hit on real quick before we wrap up. So let's get into honorable mention. First, Bill Cosby need to shut the hell up. Okay, he need to go ahead and shut the hell up. I am so sick of Bill Cosby. His reps chiming in whenever things happen with black people. He chimed in in support of R. Kelly. Bill even chimed in talking about he would have supported Boosie at his documentary or movie screening. Bill, shut your, no, you wouldn't have. Bill, shut, somebody send him a text and tell him to shut it up. Shut it. Bill would not be supporting Boosie. Would he have come with um, his pull your pants up speech in tow? Enough. Y'all, he need to shut up. Next topic. Netflix recently did a fantastic thing they established a 5.4 million dollar scholarship fund for Howard University in Chadwick Boseman's honor y'all oh I love me some Chadwick Boseman anybody who know me knows I love me some Chadwick Boseman when Chadwick Boseman died I didn't even know him but it hit me hard. It, every time I still see his pictures, I get so emotional. It's just so tragic. He died. He was 43 years old, colon cancer. Just a lot, man. But I'm so happy that Howard University is really keeping, and, uh, and organizations, right, are really keeping his memory and his legacy alive. They recently renamed the School of Fine Arts, the Chadwick Boseman uh, School of Fine Arts, they reestablished that fine art school, Disney, Bio Iger. I believe it was a bunch of people involved in getting that to happen. Now we see Netflix doing something similar. Four students this year were selected for the scholarship. And I believe they're getting full tuition, room and board for four years. That's a big deal, y'all. That's like over $100,000 per student. That's so life changing, man. I, oh, that, that's, I, oh, that's so dope, man. I love that. I'm sad that these things had to happen, you know, at, after we lost a giant in black Hollywood and then giant, a giant for black people in general. But I'm so glad people saw Chadwick Boseman and saw his light, his talent and his legacy and want to do this in his honor. And I'm pretty sure his family has something to do with this as well. Cause you know, when you die, when you got to use somebody like Chadwick, your the family, people got to keep your legacy alive and keep it intact. So I'm sure they are doing a lot of work behind the scenes. So prayers up to them and kudos and much love and support to them for all the work that they're doing. Real quick, Chadwick Boseman story. Chadwick Boseman went to my church. I go to church out here in Los Angeles, and it's a pretty popular church. 
But one day, and I didn't know he went to my church. So the story is, I was at church one day, just sitting and, you know, sitting there is packed. And when church get packed here, this it, it's like in a theater, it's small. So people start to have, they have to stand on the side of the theater, kind of like overflow when all the seats are full. So sometimes you in church, you know, you listening to the word, you look around just to see who's standing. Maybe it's some of your friends or whatever people you may know. One day I'm sitting in church and I look to my right and look up against the wall, see who's standing there. And I see Chadwick Boseman, y'all. I about passed out. Now, I did not say anything and I didn't want to make no like abrupt movements because I didn't want nobody to notice him. This was Black Panther Chadwick too. This wasn't 42 Chadwick. This was T'Challa standing in up against the wall in the back of the church taking notes he had a notebook out he was writing down the word y'all you see a black man writing down the word of god i lost it internally though didn't say nothing i'm just sitting here out the corner of my eye looking at him oh y'all i love me some chadwick boseman fast forward church lets out he leaves before before I could even get out the seat end up having brunch with one of my homegirls and we sat at brunch and I was like girl you see Chadwick Boseman at brunch she was like what she lost it she ain't see him we sat there and had a Chadwick Boseman love fest for about an hour and a half it was so wonderful but that to me shows especially when you are somewhere in like LA how connected people are and how you see people out. And even though you don't know them, you still feel like they're a part of your life in some way, which I feel like blended to why his loss was so devastating. But all that to say, again, I'm so happy that his legacy is being kept alive, um, with, especially with this Netflix um, scholarship and I'm sure there's more good things to come and I'm looking forward to all of it. And I know I'm going to do my part to keep his legacy alive as an entertainer and a black person in Hollywood. And I'm sure you guys probably feel the same. And I'm looking forward to the next uh, Black Panther movie. I know he ain't going to be in it, but I know they're going to honor him well. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm here for all of it. And I'm I'm here for the Chadwick Boseman um you know, the, the, the afterlife movement that is happening on his behalf. That's it for this week's episode of Black News, y'all. Thank you so much for supporting, supporting, supporting me, me, me. Thank you so much for supporting me. Make sure y'all continue to like and subscribe to the podcast on all apps where podcasts can be heard. And be sure to, again, leave a comment and rate five stars. That is the key. That's how the podcast grows and gets bigger, as well as y'all telling your friends, family, co-workers, friends, and enemies. Let them all know. Make sure y'all hit me up on social media. Let me know which topics you want to talk about. If it's something I missed, let me know. Tag me. Send me a DM so I can add it to the rundown for next week's. Um, discussion so we don't miss out also got shows coming up if you in the LA area and you want to slide through and get some laughs in check my website canelia.com for all of the details and again I post my shows on Twitter Instagram and Facebook so you can find it there as well as always I hope you guys have a fantastic week 
I hope you head out into the world with your head held high AF because we over here being black, being fantastic, and we spreading love, spreading knowledge, and having good conversations. So once again, thank you so much for supporting me. I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye.